Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Wild Moon Podcast. I am super excited to be bringing you the fifth episode of our podcast today, and I am the most excited about the fact that my guest today is Danielle Martucci who is one of my absolute favorite human beings. Danielle is a yoga instructor. She is a light worker. She is a Reiki healer. And she is so many things. She has been potentially the biggest catalyst for change in my life over the last year or so. I came to her as a very broken person. I came to her yoga class and she essentially set me off on the very beginning of my healing journey through her magical energy, her healing presence, and her intense fiery dedication to teaching the practice of yoga in a way that absolutely transforms her students. And so I have been wanting for a long time to do this interview with her, and I am so grateful that we finally made it happen. I know that you are going to get value from this episode. I know that you're going to love her just as much as I do. So sit down Grab a cup of tea, make yourself comfortable, and get ready to listen to what might be one of my favorite episodes yet. Let's dive in, and I will see you all on the other side. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Wild Moon Podcast. I am super excited to have one of my favorite humans in the entire world here with me today. I have Danielle, who is my friend and my yoga teacher and has been one of the biggest inspirations to me over these last couple of years. I have been so in awe of her as a teacher and as a person. She has been by my side through all of my personal evolution over the last year, and I have been so blessed to witness hers as well. Um, You can find Danielle on Instagram at her screen name, Tucher, which is T-U-C- H-E-R-R-R, that's three R's. I will include links to all of her stuff in the podcast summary. So if you're not following her yet, you're definitely going to want to after today. Um, So with that, I am going to turn it over to Danielle for a minute so that she can introduce herself and tell us a little bit about who she is and what she does. 
Thanks, Tina. Um, hey, humans. I'm Danielle. Um, well, there's so much to know, I guess. Um, it's hard for me to really com- compartmentalize it all into one thing. But um, let's see, I started practicing yoga only three years ago, but it really changed my life. Um, it was like more of a revolution in my own life rather than just uh, you know working out or moving your body. But uh, after just a year of practicing, I decided that I wanted to teach. Um, actually, probably didn't even practice for a full year before I knew that I was um, meant to teach yoga in some form. Um, I ended up going to Thailand for like my first um, real like abroad trip, and I had no idea what I was signing up for. I just like gave my friend money, and he was like, okay, we're going to Thailand, and I was like, perfect. And I get there, and it ends up being a yoga retreat, and I probably had been practicing for a little over 10 months, like nothing crazy. Honestly, didn't even know the first thing of yoga. I thought it was just like these movements and breathing. And then uh, I met my teacher there because she was running the retreat. And I had this crazy spiritual awakening. And I cried for nine days <laughs> straight, which was really intense. Um, but if you ever meet me, you'll see that it's always pretty intense. Uh and she just like literally grabbed me by the shoulders and was looked me dead in the face. And she was like, you are meant for something different in this life. And she was like, you're going to end up quitting your job and coming to Morocco for a month and do your 200-hour training and become a teacher. And I was like crying. I'm like, yeah, totally. Like in my head, I'm like, what the hell is this lady talking about? And then I got home from the trip and I quit my job and I bought my flight to, Mor- to Morocco to go in January. So it was, and this was in August. So like just in a mere like one, three days on the trip changed my life. And then those next four months were like the shadow period of what my life was about to become. So through yoga, through the last just two, almost two years of me teaching, I, um, you know, discovered crystals, which I always was drawn to, just never knew what the hell I was doing with them, and, uh, like, I make my own jewelry, I'm a Reiki healer, and I do a lot of other things that I can't even really come put into what I'm doing, really. It's, I do a lot of events, self-love work, um, and just energetic work. So, yeah, that's, like, synopsis. Amazing. So, so beautiful. So, um, I will say that when I met Danielle, I came into one of her yoga classes. Mind you, it was, like, the first yoga class I ever taught. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, so, <laughs> so, I was... I had not done yoga at that point in about five years. And even previously when I had done it, it was so basic what I had ever done. And I was at probably one of the lowest points of my life um, because it was about a year or so after I had left my marriage and I had had one relationship 
and it failed epically and I was super depressed. I was completely lost. I was basically coping by drinking alcohol. It was total escapism and I was just so unhealthy emotionally, physically, spiritually. I was a mess and so I went into Danielle's class and First of all, I was scared to death, and I was the only person there, <laughs> so it was a really like small studio. So you're scared to death. I was like literally shitting my pants. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I've only taught like three yoga classes. This girl's by herself. But yet, somehow, every time we just started, it was pure magic, and I was a hot mess. But she was the most patient, graceful positively energetic person that I had honestly ever met in my life and I say over and over that if it wasn't for her I don't know where my life would be right now because I've had other yoga teachers since I, I took her classes and I love them dearly but I needed something so intense at that time and she gave it to me and she's the only person since then that's been able to give it to me so like when i am going through a difficult time or i return to my practice after some time off or i'm suffering it's actually her voice that comes into my head explaining how to breathe what poses to take all of the stuff that she does in her class so yeah i feel like she's just pure magic um I want to add. I wanted to add that to her introduction because thank it's, you. You're so welcome, and thank you. Um, so, yeah, that was the beginning of my yoga journey, the beginning of her teaching journey, and holy shit, so much has happened. Yeah, since and like then. that day could have went either way. Like, one, the fact that Dina just showed up and then continuously showed up. I think that was, you know, the proof in general that like whether it was me or anything like the practice was working so um maybe it is just the space that I held for her um but either way like this practice works totally. and it gets you so in tune with yourself and on so many different levels and I always say like if you're ready to level up like come to my class Yes. Um, because it's not just about the movement. It's, it's about everything that's going on inside. Um, and the movement just helps us release. Absolutely. And she's right when she says come to her class if you want to level up because she will kick your ass <laughs> in the best possible way and give you the toughest love. Like real quick to go back to the beginning, I was pretty disciplined with attending her classes I think it was twice a week um, but there was like once or twice where I came hungover <laughs> and she really gave me all the tough love on that yeah. day and told me like no and just basically it was love but it was tough love and for sure that, and that's you like... sharing your own experience with me about how you like used to cope with mm -hmm. unhealthy coping mechanisms sure. and then you were just like if I'm hungover, I can't get up and go to class. And right. I'd rather go to class and transform 
than that. So well, it was. Well, it just ends up happening that that going to class and the transformation gets you higher than yes. any any substance that you can that you could take. So um, and maybe people want to fight me on that, but I've hit seriously intense levels of you know meditation and um, maybe enlightenment in some form, but not full because like I still am living this human life so for now (laughs) yeah for now right (laughs) who knows but um yeah I just realized that like that the substances were just really numbing and then I figured out that like this transform transformative energy was what actually got you high and I figured out the difference yes yeah it's so much better. It's so so much more long-lasting and real. Mm-hmm. And when you see the difference between that false high and the real high of energy, beautiful, pure, transformative energy that you get through a yoga practice oh, or yeah. meditation or healing, the other stuff will not do it for you anymore. For sure. And that's like the best part about being a teacher is because you're like, you're infiltrating these movements people are doing them and they're for some reason listening to you like god knows why they're listening to you and like you get to some seriously peak points in the class and you just see like this crazy energy in the room and like people are just in it for themselves and it's like nothing else in the world is happening right now except for this and like, I think that's what magic is all about. It's just, like, being able to, you know, block, not even block everything out, but just pause for a second and do something greater than yourself. And be so fully present mm-hmm. that so far I have not found anything that does that more effectively than yoga. Correct. Because that is magic when you can turn everything off Mm-hmm. and be fully present and fully consciousness you're standing there with the true essence of yourself and those poses and those postures and that energy get you there and and, and that's when you figure out like do I even like myself you're like shit am I a shitty person and that's like what I went through it's what I still go through you know, some days I get to class and like I get into this vibe and I'm like, fuck. Sorry if I curse. It's all good. Okay, curse cool. away. Uh, like I was a shitty person yesterday. Like I was not living in my yoga. And it's like, all right, how do I, you know, get, get past that stage again? Because there's never going to just be a forward, you know attack on life there's going to be setbacks always there's waves yes um and my teacher was actually talking about that today which is pretty cool Uh, but there's always going to be waves there's always going to be ups and downs so it's just being able to figure out you know what triggers you yes and yoga will definitely trigger you in numerous ways oh yes it will and like i always say in everything that I share, I mean, most of my listeners are my Instagram followers, Mm -hmm. and they all know that I am constantly talking about the fact that healing is not linear. It is up and down. And like you said, 
sometimes you'll be existing in this completely unconscious state Mm -hmm. for an entire day or two days and it's not until you get on the mat that all of a sudden you become awake again for sure you can look back over the last 24 hours and be like oh I was really a shitty person yeah and then you're like okay healing is not linear so whatever progress I made I took a few steps back and now I'm just going to get right back on right and it's like how do we get into that state of consciousness where we are just effortlessly flowing through life but in you know a way of pure love right and uh oh I was gonna say something and I can't remember that's okay we'll do that a million times I know (laughs) but like that maintaining consciousness yes so I had this crazy vision today while I was in Shavasana and like the teacher like is literally a walking dictionary of every yoga philosophy known to man. I, I got lunch with him after actually, which why why I was a little late because this dude just knows so much and I just learned so much. I've only taken his class twice now and I learned so much already. But um, I had a vision and I was like, what if like all men looked like Brad Pitt and all women looked like Ellen DeGeneres, but only Brad Pitt and Ellen DeGeneres lived the same life that they live. There would be no social media because mm. there would be no photography mm. because people wouldn't want to take pictures of themselves because they literally look like everyone else. Mm. It's so true. It would be like a freaking Twilight Zone. It would be a Twilight Zone. And the only way to get to know people were to actually read their words. Mm. And that's when it hit me, like, the power of words is so much more effective than any other form of, I guess, visual content. Absolutely. It's so true. And and it's like, people can be so focused on the external. Right. But it's so meaningless. It's so meaningless. Like... We were talking about getting to that place of consciousness and awareness that you are usually in when you're on the mat, but like we are, as people who are evolving and as healers and light workers, we're always trying to maintain that state of consciousness all the time. Right. And it's like when you get there, you have those visions and those realizations that mm-hmm. everything that is real is inside. Right. And that conscious awareness is our true selves. And we can only communicate that with each other through words mm-hmm. and through energy. We cannot communicate that through physical appearance. Right. So in my newest um, event that I'm creating, it's all about portraying your energy. So there's a whole photography section in it. And... When I say inner and outer beauty, like I'm not talking about our physical body outer. I'm talking about our aura. Mm. Like what is the energy that is bursting off of your body? Because that is what is radiating. Right. Like it's so crazy to me because people are just like looking at people's bodies. And it's like, oh, that is just the reason why we're on this earth it's a shell it's literally right. a shell it's right. the, the only purpose of the body is to live a human life right it's to house the spirit correct the body is a bag that's holding the spirit mm-hmm. the spirit what is inside of it is what matters so and it's like 
you hear that your whole life and it sounds very trite and cliche because people are like, oh, it's what's on the inside that counts. But then when you start to truly heal and elevate and level up, you get that on a whole different level. Right, and then when your aura, your energy starts to burst out of this body because it's literally portraying what's going on on the inside, that's when people can be like, oh, she, she feels like I want to be around her. Yes. Not she looks right. or he looks, whatever right. it is, he, she, they. Right. It's, it's an energy. Exactly. And like, I don't care what you look like. If I don't feel the energy is, has the right intention behind it, I'm not going to even step foot near you. Exactly. We just, we're just hearing my chickens in the backyard. They're, they're making a, an appearance on the podcast. <laughs> that was really funny. I'm yes. Sorry. It sounds like dinosaurs back there. Uh, we have four hens. Um, and we just got completely thrown off, <laughs> but no, probably good though. Cause that was getting intense. <laughs> <laughs> it was getting so intense, but so good. And so energy and auras and I think attractiveness mm-hmm. really comes down to what kind of energy you're putting out and not what does your human body look like, but what does your aura look like and what does your presence feel like? Mm-hmm. Those are the people that we want to be around. And those are the people that can help us change because the first time that I came into your class, I mean, your energy was just addictive, you know, because your aura was already glowing. You were obviously at the beginning point of a huge journey, but you had already made whatever progress that you had made that your energy was so beautiful and so addictive. And I knew I just wanted to be around it and I just wanted to be able to emulate that in my own life and slowly over time I did but from the first time I met you I was like okay I know that this girl and I are meant to work together and have some type of a relationship and we got closer and closer but it was all because of your energy yeah and I like how you say like I wanted to emulate that but in my own life like no one's energy is ever going to be the same we all vibrate at such a different frequency But it's being able to balance out our frequency with someone else's. Right. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And so I think I choose the word emulate instead of imitate. Even Mm. though, I mean, imitation is a form of flattery. For sure. But I feel like when we're emulating, it is being, it is discerning what characteristics does that person have that I can mirror and use on my individual frequency because our individual frequencies and vibrations are so different so it's picking up the positives incorporating them into our own spirit and learning and it's all almost so difficult to put into words because it happens on that spiritual level and you feel it trying to translate it into words and again it's that shift that we're talking about exactly exactly so we got really deep into who you are and what you do. Literally. How do I ever talk like, about myself like that? I'm so grateful because I just want everyone to follow you so that they can get your messages because it, they are so powerful and so raw and so true. And 
every with every like month that passes you become more vulnerable and more open and it's just so beautiful to witness so i do want people to really feel that and be as um, blessed as i am to follow you and and know you um thank you so I'm glad we got into that. But the next thing that I did want to talk to you about, you mentioned Thailand and Morocco. And I know that you've been involved with this group that um, does these experiences all over the world. So I just want to have you talk about that for a moment. Sure. And then specifically um, tell us about this amazing experience that you just had in Mexico cool. very recently. So, um, after Thailand and I met my teacher, um, the group that she co, uh, facilitates is called World Travelers Association, um, and that's their handle on Instagram too, if you want to check it out. I've done several trips with them now, which is so amazing, uh, so the Thailand trip is a World Travelers Association trip. Every trip is adventure, yoga, and volunteering. So um, that's really where I like had a reality check because I saw a third world country really for the first time, like not just like driving past it to go to my all-inclusive resort, um, like really like diving deep and hanging out with these kids that have nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I cried my eyes out when we left these children. It was so hard. And I told myself I wasn't going to cry. And they they warn you, they're like, it's going to be hard, especially if it's your first trip. But it was just such a magical experience. I definitely recommend that, you know, what somehow, some way you give back in some form to children in need or really anybody in need. Um, could be in your own town, own state. Maybe you have, um, you know, like me, the drive to go to another country and uh, really see how life is like on the other side. But um, that trip really changed my life. And then I ended up going to Morocco, doing my 200 hours of training there. I lived there for a month. Um, But really, I only did yoga for like 12 hours a day the whole time I was there. We had like one day off. So um, such a cool uh, country Um, where we were was in South Morocco. So about three and a half half hours south of Marrakesh, uh, 45 minutes from the biggest souk in Africa or largest souk in Africa, which a souk is a market. so also really cool experience you can literally buy peanut butter as they're milling it right there for a dollar yeah so it's like so fresh um you can get moroccan oil there you can literally watch them make the moroccan oil while they while they buy it for you but you know then you come to america and they charge you like 60 dollars for it (laughs) you can get it for five dollars there (laughs) yeah um it's just so funny to see like you know authentic people making these things because that's that's their treat that's what they grew up doing that's all they know it's pretty cool um and then uh in morocco like where i lived it was like a surf area so um i did go i did go surfing for the first time that was um interesting the waves weren't too crazy so it was good 
Um, but can't say that I'm a professional surfer now. Uh, and then after Morocco, I was like, all right, well, I can't keep staying in America for this long. I need to keep seeing other things. So I went to Mexico after that. Yep. And uh, World Travelers Association did a trip there. Um, which was really dear to my teacher because her teachers are from there. So we literally got to share their space with them, which now they are my teachers, which is so incredible. Never thought that that would be how my life is. But uh, so we did like crazy ceremonies, um, like a Temescal, which is a sweat lodge, uh, where you it's a, it's a 90 minute sweat lodge. And each section is, you know, honoring uh, the elements, so air, fire, water, earth, and you, like, rub aloe all over yourself at one point, wow. and, uh, you're, you're chanting and playing an instrument the entire time, and you're just, like, don't even care about the heat, because you're just, everyone's so into it, which is so beautiful. We did cacao ceremonies, which is when you drink 50 kilograms of cacao, um, and sing and chant for, like, an, an hour, which is so awesome, too. Um, and it's just, these ceremonies are all about releasing and freeing and um, just raising your vibration because the chanting is, like, really what raises your vibration and just releasing through verbal mm. um, is so magnifying. Mm. And there we also worked with children in Mexico Um and we taught them all how to brush their teeth, and we brought them toothbrushes. And the one girl on the trip um, literally made a song from a Mark, Mark Anthony song on how to brush your teeth. Oh, my goodness. And it was literally so cute. The kids were, am- were amazing. And I actually had uh, worked to get donations from uh, two different companies. So RX Bar actually donated, like, 200 bars wow. to me to bring there. And then so did a Target brand called Happy Family. They also donated like 200 kids bars Wow. To, uh, for me to bring there as well. So they literally just mailed them to my house and I brought, th- I brought them to Mexico with me. My goodness. So uh, that was really amazing. So you must have been going through so much intensity. There's all of that. so much because, stimulation. Yeah, like you're doing this deep intense soul work Mm -hmm. with these ceremonies and yoga and then you're doing this like incredible work for humanity with touching these children's lives so they design the trips so that you so i'm like you have everyone can have like a peak moment Mm. so like the first day was actually the volunteering and then the day after that is when we did the temescal and the cacao and it's because, like, you took on all this energy, mm-hmm. and now let's release it. Right. Because the energy is actually not ours to keep. Mm-hmm. Let's process it. Yeah, now. let's, like, let's put our karma back into the world, which is just so cool. Uh, and then, you know, we did other things in Mexico. Like, we went to the Yucatan. We did Chichen Itza. can never say that right. <laughs> um, I know. Sometimes I'm just so white. But it's okay. Uh, which, amazing place to see. Like, my first world wonder, which was cool. 
so cool so amazing and then we also did tulum for two days so just like to chill on the beach see the culture there uh and then two months later i went to bali with them <laughs> i don't know how i swung that but all over the world yeah so i went to Ind- indonesia we worked with the bali life foundation uh there and we worked with kids who were getting pulled off the streets because they were you know, getting forced to beg on the streets by their family for money. Wow. And it's so crazy because these kids aren't even begging for money to, like, survive or, like, to change their lifestyle. They're begging for money because they needed money to buy flowers for the offerings that the Balinese people do every night and every morning. Wow. That's so intense. So it's, like... Right. They're not even begging for themselves. Maybe they don't even know what they're begging for yet. Right. But they're literally begging for money to offer up so that their souls can, you know, reach enlightenment. Right. And I think it's, like, so jarring to experience a culture like that. That's Coming from our culture. The most intense culture where, I've experienced. Like, literally, parents will have to beg their children to go to church on Sunday or to like read them a Bible story or whatever the case may be. There's such a disconnect to spirituality here. Oh yeah. It's just like kids do not practice spirituality or, I mean, of course there's exceptions to the rule, but across the board. um, And then to go to a culture like that where it's so ingrained in everything that they do, that they spend their entire days begging for money to buy flowers, to put on an altar as a sacrifice to their spirituality. Right. Just and it's just like the parents themselves never learn traits because they never got to go to school. Mm-hmm. So what this foundation does is takes the moms and the kids off the streets. There's two little classrooms inside this place. So they have students who have already graduated through their program come and teach the new kids how to read and write. Oh gosh, that's amazing. And then these kids can then apply to go to school. So like hopefully they'll get in like third, fourth, sixth grade some kids are even older than that like in high school they never went to school before and uh, the moms get taught how to make dolls and jewelry and like knitting and stuff like that so that they can also have a trade so that they can actually sell things for money and they learn pretty much they're learning e-commerce that's amazing it's cool how cool like to be a part of that experience and get involved with something that is so transformational to people's lives that would otherwise not have that opportunity it's so cool touching we built a garden for them in the back so uh um that they would be able to you know grow their own produce so that they don't have to again spend money on stuff like that again so so awesome so okay so we're gonna fast forward now let's do it so like this current yeah i also went to india that trip is also amazing. India is insane. I could talk about that for like four hours. So we'll have to do another one. Yes, we have um, to do a part two, definitely. Yeah. And then re- most recently, I went back to Mexico. And I did... Uh, my, my teacher got married. So um, we got to experience a non-traditional wedding, pretty much. It was so, it was so great. Like, so beautiful. And then um, I hung out with my mom for like seven days. She came and met me and we went to Tulum for seven days. And then I came back 
and I did seven days of training, um, advanced training in yin and the elements and mandala vinyasa. So um, two complete opposite practices. Like yin is very feminine, um, very chill. It's a very zen practice. It's more meditative. And then mandala is like straight fire. So it's like Ashtanga Vinyasa. So um, Ashtanga is like the primary series, the first really type of yoga you can train there in India. But my teacher um, wanted to create something that was more introspective and really dove deeper to what's going on inside rather than just the postures because at the end of the day these yoga postures are just mudras that we make with our body so not just hand mudras mm-hmm. um, they just signify a line of energy in upward or downward so um, I'm still like diving more deep into the meaning of like the energetics between the poses um, because honestly, like, learning all this yoga takes years to master. Like, I've been told I'm a good teacher, but I hold myself to a standard of, like, what knowledge I want to really hold in this lifetime and, like, where I want to learn. Um, but this yin and the mandala both really shifted for made created a shift for me. Uh, I lost 10 pounds afterwards and like yin is not like a workout you know it's um very 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 relaxed it's more energetic work and breaking into the fascia so the interconnective tissue in our between our skin and our muscles um it's it's very wild concepts Chinese meridians tantric philosophy chakras it's so much tied into all of it wow yeah so so what do you think caused you to lose the 10 pounds do you think it was the energy soul work that you did because it, was, it wasn't physical if it's... no we did so many different little exercises that made us you know kind of own up our shit mm. and that's when i like was like whoa i am like on a whole new level on a whole new playing field of what this life is really about for me mm you know, based off of, you know, traumas I've been through and shit I've had to deal with. Um, some of these exercises were hard for me. Physically or emotionally? Emo- emotionally. Mm. No, there was no physical aspect whatsoever. So it was purely it was... emotionally breaking you open. Mm-hmm. And that's why you've experienced this huge shift. Because yeah. I told you, like, I've witnessed it. After that, it was like, because you're constantly evolving, right? And I see you leveling up and changing. But Mexico, there this last time that you were in Mexico, there was this, this huge energetic shift. Yeah, and it was maybe just like being more aware, you know, of what is really going on inside my body. And my teacher, who I now work with one-on-one, because he is just so incredible Truly, like, honestly, the first person I've ever really worked with who understood me to the fullest point. And, like, 
just like saw me for who I am and didn't try to, you know, mask anything or lighten something up, like just completely raw and real, but in the nicest way. Wow. Like how impactful it is to have somebody really see you and it's transformational but it's also terrifying at the same time so terrifying because because you can't put on any mask they see right through it right and like he even said when I like had emailed him saying I want to work one-on-one with you again there was 30 people in the training so like it wasn't like I was standing out and like asking a lot of questions I'm more of like that sit back listen pay attention, absorb everything kind of student. Mm -hmm. So when I emailed him, he was like, yes, I definitely want to work with you. And we get on like this one-on-one call. And like, that's when like it really shifted for me was in that moment when I was able to just, you know, be and talk and, you know, do the energetic work with him. So... Uh, yeah, it's really just about finding someone you can work with and mentor you because at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to learn all this stuff by myself. Right. It's, it's almost near impossible because you literally, if you want to learn this all by yourself, you'd have to dedicate all of your time to it. Right. And then how do you survive? Right, exactly. Financially. I think that's, like, <laughs> such a huge part of personal growth and evolution is finding the right teachers Mm -hmm. like you can be so ready and your soul can be so ready and the universe can be so ready but finding the right teacher is critical Mm -hmm. because like we just can't do it by ourselves right and even like last year um wow it's almost been a full year since i did my reiki level two uh attunement and when my reiki master was attuning me he literally explained my spirit guides the same exact way I see them. And they were just yelling at him, saying, like, she should be far more advanced than where she's at right now. Like, what is happening? Why can't you help her get faster, get there faster? And it was because I didn't have the right teachers. And all, like, my, my first yoga teacher doesn't live in this country. So it's not like I have full access to her all the time. Even now, my teacher that I'm working one-on-one with also always in different countries. Mm. So I don't have this, you know, I can't like just show up at their class and be like, I need your help. Right, right. That's why you have to like, when you do have them in your physical presence or you have their attention, whatever, however you're connected with them, take every single ounce of that that you can get and just to like sidetrack for a moment I want to say on this podcast that one of the other things that connected Danielle and I was tarot and Mm. we both love it and she used to pull a card for me at the end of each class and it was so fucking epic and mind-blowing how on point it always was that re-sparked my tarot journey Um, And I've started, I mean, for the last year, that's been primarily intuitive tarot, what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. But I had a client here the other day. She was sitting at the same table. She was over there and I was over here. And her spirit guides were yelling at me, yelling at me. So it's just so crazy that you just said that that Mm -hmm. happened with your Reiki teacher because her. it was the first time I had ever experienced 
and I am always connected. My spirit guides connect with my client's spirit guides. Right. I get into a meditation every time I read cards. Mm. But that was the first time that they were yelling, and it was so intense. And I was telling her, like, they're mad at you because you're supposed to be doing X, Y, Z, and you haven't yet. Yeah. So um, it's just like this whole other realm. And again, when you're with the right people and you're completely aligned, we're opened up enough that we can receive those messages. Correct. And so that is also why it's so important to have the right teachers and the right mentors because yeah. only then, when we're in that type of alignment, can we receive those messages. So now I have I have goosebumps. Um, but I love that you get that and that you have that experience. It's amazing. And like even for your client, just because they're yelling at you right now doesn't mean they're right. It's either true, you know because right? like they were yelling at james a year ago but i'm just right oh hey james by the <laughs> way he's the best if you want his information i can give it to you you should really do your reiki yes um, i have to and he's around here so awesome. it would be really good to come yes. right to your house yes everybody i believe should and that's on my to-do list for sure especially because i see the benefits of it well reiki is just amazing for you know protecting your own energy mm. and being able to block out energy mm. um, but that's like a whole other topic that we'd have to get into right um so back to the spirit guides just because mine were yelling at me doesn't mean that that's where i should have been in that moment because i truly believe like where you are and right here right now is where you're supposed to be yes. and i wasn't supposed to meet my teacher until this mexico trip right. you know and this is where i really started doing the inner work when I tell you just the homework, you know, air quotes, that he gives me in the last month has changed my growth more than it has in the last year. That's intense. Yeah. Wow. And just, like, books that he gives me to read based off of my own, like, background and history of just even purely since I was zero. Like, we're taking it all the way back. Wow. To birth. Wow. Yeah. But it's just all this inner work and it's everything that you've gone through in this life is a reflection of what's happening now. Mm. So, or now is a reflection of everything you've gone through in right. this life. Opposite. So, um, you know, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for all those things. So we need to heal those things. Right. Right. And we don't have to obsess over them or fixate on them. But if we just are aware of them, it's totally game, totally a game changer absolutely for your future and for your especially for your present right so and i think um i actually had stopped doing my self love workshop because i needed to get deeper into my own self and like the these are the tools that i really needed to get into that um but again like i suffered from just pure anxiety insecurity I guess my whole life that's like really what I'm working on with my teacher now is to really figure out you know what triggered me how I got to certain points as a teenager and adolescent just growing up um I had so many emotions growing up as a kid and I can't remember mm-hmm. a lot of it mm-hmm. so um that's what led me through to self-love because this movement through yoga and breathing because breathing is movement um 
is what like really brought me to self-love but now I'm just like oh everyone's doing this self-love thing so like how can I make it so that it's actually more intense mm-hmm. right. obviously right always trying to intensify things right totally. so I do like all different little online challenges with different teachers that I like look up to um, just to learn new modalities and learn different things. Um, there's so much out there, more than we even can fathom, actually. Right. So, yeah, I'm always thinking about that whole hyper-availability of knowledge and energy. And it's like, whatever is going on cosmically, I do believe that we are moving toward a collective evolution for sure there's a huge movement of consciousness that's happening right now and awareness and you know historically throughout the dawn of time like we've been evolving as humans whatever you call it like scientifically right but right now i believe the next stage of human evolution it's not going to be physical evolution. Mm-hmm. It's going to be spiritual evolution. Mm-hmm. And so... Ethereal. This ethereal, right. Because And we could go so deep into this, but like to put it quickly, we were always facing the natural elements. Mm-hmm. We were always dealing with the earth and the weather and the environment and hunting and gathering and all of that and outside. And we created our own. Right. We're inside now. We're not facing any elements. We live indoors. We use technology. So we're not going to physically have to evolve. Right. We've, we've created like this facade of elements. Exactly. And so this facade that we've created gives us the ability to evolve spiritually. And mm-hmm. for the first time, I see that happening with like your generation is like a little bit after mine, but we're of similar generations where we think about these things that our parents never had the time or ability to think of. Like, it was just different. Right. No, they just had to survive. Right, they like had they to survive. They just needed to make money right. to provide for their families. Exactly. But now, like, this generation coming through, their goals aren't to just have a family and provide for other human beings, including me. Like, we have so many other goals and desires now but we don't have everything costs money right so what right. do we sacrifice right. so that we can which desires do we sacrifice right to you know be able to live yep financially free right right but does that mean everyone stops having kids right there's it's it's like so <laughs> we could like blow our minds wide open like trying to think about it and so i jumped to this like conversation about collective consciousness because we're talking about technology Mm -hmm. and everybody being so connected and having so much at our fingertips because all you have to do is go on Instagram and you can find 10,000 light workers and 10,000 healers in five seconds. Five seconds. So it's like a lot. And I believe that we are truly the transitional generations right now Mm -hmm. where we're going to make that leap from existing and surviving and a world that still depends on financial exchanges Mm -hmm. to the next world where it's going to be about energy exchanges and we're going to kind of go backward into a time where we can trade for things that are actually meaningful rather than pieces of paper Mm -hmm. that are valuable because they have 
a number on a it. A number on it, right. And gold somewhere in a basement that's backing it, apparently. Um, I don't understand finances. But <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's definitely... A, it is. It's such a wild concept. It's a wild concept. And on the individual level, it's up to us to sort through all of that that's mm-hmm. available and figure out what resonates with us Absolutely. and allows us to become the best versions of ourselves mm-hmm. um, because you really have to be careful about picking and choosing what you're going to invest your time and energy into mm-hmm. and being able to block out the unnecessary and hone in on the true important stuff um, and so yeah, I mean, I, I wanted, that's why I thank you for talking about self-love and a little bit about how you got there and why you stopped doing the self-love workshops. Um, like, it's, I definitely get that because it always feels like before I offer something and before I teach something, I want to be so fully there. For sure. And, and I mean, you are so fully there with everything that you teach and everything that you bring to your students. It's always a thousand percent, you Thank know? You. Um, and so I, I get that. And I also think that you, your journey of overcoming, like you've talked a little bit about it in some of your posts that you dealt with unhealthy relationships in the past sure. and unhealthy habits. And it's like all of that, led you to your first level of self-love and you were able to talk and teach that but now you're leveling up right so So now I'm like in this in-between of levels um so it's like still just being able to respect yourself enough because the energy you're putting out to people who are paying you you know to give them an experience Mm -hmm. and show them you know a new door to open um you need to you need to be like fully equipped for what may come out of these people because the energy that can be released can be so dark Mm. but it can also be so light Mm. you never know who you're gonna get right so you need to be energetically prepared in all the ways and i do just want to say like if you are struggling in any which way um there are so many means of getting help out there. Um, you know, therapy. Everyone should go to therapy. I go to therapy. Um, again, meditation, breathing. There, You can even do online therapy. They have apps now for this stuff, which yes. is also mind-blowing. So if you have literally no one to talk to or you feel like no one is going to listen to you and like what's going on with you... One, you can either message me, Dina gave you my Instagram handle, and I can help you, direct you to, you know, maybe something that would work best for you. Again, I'm not a doctor, but I can help you find your way to someone that can help you. Or, you know, again, there's so many online tools. We have Google. Google literally knows everything. There's someone out there who can and will listen to you. I love you so much for saying that. I, love you I too. think that is so beautiful and it's like just so telling to the type of person that you are because we're talking about teaching and I know that 
you've witnessed it firsthand where you've had people come into your class and you've seen some of that darkness pour out and pour forth and like for me as a as a tarot reader I've had clients come and I really wasn't expecting it but it just turns into a hysteria you know like truly crying and like you said when we're healing and we're opening ourselves up to the potential of light and healing and growth that can be a really painful scary process yeah to find the light it's dark exactly you have to go through that darkness to Mm -hmm. get to that light and so we witness that and so I hear your heart opening and like you are inviting people to message you and you can point them in the right direction that is so sweet and it's so you um and so I did want to talk I I did want to close by talking about self-love and you really did that perfectly by I love you. talking about self-love and by offering your love and your heart out to my listeners. So thank you so much. Thank you, Dina. Thank you for having me. Seriously, you are like just such a sensational person. You didn't even know who you were the day I met you. And like just the serious transformation that can happen in such a short period of time is remarkable. So thank you for just showing up. Thank you for showing up and holding space. Of course. So thank you guys for listening. Um, Again, you can find Danielle on Instagram at Tucher. I will put all of the links in my profile on Instagram so that you can follow her and get all of this goodness and all of this beauty and all of this light. And I will catch up with you guys soon. Thank you again. want to close this episode by giving the biggest heartfelt thank you to Danielle for taking the time to share her energy and her love with myself and with my amazing tribe. It was such a pleasure having her on the podcast. I hope that you guys enjoyed it just as much as I enjoyed creating it. I can't wait to hear what you think. Please message me on Instagram at wild.moon.co. Let me know your thoughts about this episode and let me know what you want to hear in future episodes. I can't wait to bring you some more magic. All right, guys, have a beautiful day full of love and light, and I will catch up with you again very, very soon. Thank you.